0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: All right, hello. Welcome to Talking Buffalo Podcast, part of the Blue Wire Network. I am your host, Patrick Moran. Thank you, as always, for locking in, audio side, video side. Does not matter. Today is part two of your biggest and boldest Buffalo Bills and NFL takes. We did part one last week. We're going to continue to party here. Part two, just like last week. I got my good buddy Joe at Buffalo Wins on Twitter with me. Lots of, uh, well, let's see, part one. And, and by the way, guys, if you have not listened or watched yet, make sure you go back it was some pretty uh, outlandish. whatever you want to call it uh takes out their hot takes lots of stuff like according to last week josh allen's gonna throw for a million touchdowns uh james cook is gonna be the best rookie running back in the history of the nfl and uh the Bengals are gonna suck and And i said the bills
2: and i said the bills defense was gonna finish in the bottom half
1: of the league yeah last so last week uh and by the way also we uh had a little bit of diff technical difficulties, a little bit, but we recovered. It's like, it's Pat's like a, fault. I'll just like, blame it on him. <laughs> it's Pat's fault. Like, uh, like we recovered like the pros we are. But anyway, yeah, so Joe ended last podcast with his own bold prediction for the Bills. And he's going to do the same today. But to recap where we left off last week, you said the Bills were going to be in the bottom half of the NFL in the defense, which is bold considering they were number one last year and added – Von Miller, one thing before I ask you, before I follow up on that, we are taping this the same night. So this is airing a week from when we taped. I just wanted to put that out there because in we're reading off other people's, you know, big, bold takes right now. If something crazy happens involving the Buffalo Bills, a player or something like that, and we don't talk about it, over, you know, if it's something that happened in recent days, that's why. Because we taped this, uh, A full week ago.
2: I bet you 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 will drop this before next week. I'm gonna bet that right now. You're gonna sleep on it and you're gonna go. You know what? Bonus episode right now.
1: The the first part's already a bonus episode. This part is gonna be a bonus for next next real
2: episode. Okay. If you want to
1: know, and by the way, if you want to know my dedication to this craft, right now, I am missing as because we're taping this on a Tuesday night, uh, pretty late. This is us has become one of my favorite TV shows of all time, and I am missing the second the last episode. It is an amazing show. And a lot of people, you want to talk about bold takes, we could probably do a whole podcast just on people's bold takes because either people think it's the greatest thing ever or they're bored and they absolutely hate it. We'll talk about that another time. The
2: wife loves the the show. Well, I'm with your wife.
1: I I think it's it's one of my five favorite shows of all time. And we'll see how the last two episodes play out. And then it might even climb a little bit higher. But anyway, missing that to take this. Back to you, the Bill's. The number one defense last year, why do you say that they're going to finish in the bottom half? Which, by the way, could mean 15-16, but that's still technically the bottom half. Schedule.
2: I mean, I, I think it's a quarterback play they're playing this year. I think it's monster. It's much bigger than last year. Much bigger. The top three quarterbacks they played last year in the regular season were Mahomes, Brady, and Tannehill. OK, like, stop me if you think I'm wrong in that regards. Those are the three best quarterbacks they play. They play Cam Newton garbage. Tyler Heineke, Tua, you know, Wilson. Like they played a lot of Sure, a lot of garbage. Davis guns. Mills. A lot of garbage quarterbacks. This year, I'll just give you a prime example. Kirk Cousins, who is probably not even in the top five for quarterbacks they're playing this year. Would easily be in the top three for the quarterbacks they played last year. Like him and Tannehill are kind of neck and neck, as far as I'm concerned. They're kind of the same. And as far as I'm concerned, you it's, it's take your pick. But they sure. got they got Stafford, they got Lamar Jackson, they got Mahomes, they got Rodgers. they got possibly Deshaun Watson if he like doesn't get suspended. You know they got Burrow. Like they got like a, it's a much stacked lineup of offenses this year than it was from last year. And I know they got Von Miller. God bless Von Miller. I think hopefully he'll be good. Like he's he's not gonna hit like he's not gonna hit a Mario Williams wall or anything like that, like, you know, at his age. Um but Trey Waits Trey Waite's coming back from injury. Uh they're still a little bit thin at cornerback as far as I I know they got Elam, so maybe he'll be good. Maybe he'll be Trey White as a rookie, who the hell knows? But I think it's, I don't think it's, they're going to keep up that top 10. I, really I agree.
1: Don't. Oh, I don't, I don't know about falling into the bottom half, but what I do agree with you with is that they're playing a definitely playing on paper anyway, as it seems right now, a tougher schedule, plus some younger quarterbacks in their own division to one Zach Wilson, who might impor, even Matt Jones. I mean, yeah,
2: the book's not written on those
1: guys. So yeah, I agree that the competition level is going to be better for sure. And also, and I don't want to stray away from what today's topic is, but I will add, because it's to your point, to your bold prediction, I also, I said last year, I don't think the Bills' defense was all that. uh, They weren't quite as good. They weren't the best defense in the NFL last year. They were good, but they weren't. they, They got exposed too many times to be a truly great defense, including the playoffs when it mattered the most. I mean, we could go on and on about the 13 seconds forever. That defense played lousy pretty much that whole game. So, I, you know, it, it's bold to say that, but not outlandish. I think now, it's
2: bold. I, I think it's, yeah, like uh, I sure. think so. I, uh, as I said, I don't know how big of an impact Bob Miller is going to have on the pass rush. I really, I, I, I think the front, I think the, the defensive line's great. Well, let's I, not, also think I,
1: I don't, don't jump, I, don't, I was going to say, don't jump too far ahead because some fans are going to have thoughts and I'm sure you'll have reactions. Okay. Sure. So to our point, we're going to jump in, back in, and these are tweets. I put it out on Twitter last week. I asked fans to come at us with your biggest and boldest Buffalo Bills and or NFL predictions for the season. And uh, we did about half of them last week. We're going to do the other half this week. So let's just pick up kind of where we left off. Um, All right, so James Shannon, at the James Shannon, he tweets, the Bills finished the season 16-1 and and redeemed that loss of the Rams in the Super Bowl and then his NFL prediction, Jaguars make the playoffs. Both of these were touched on last week. Um, someone else said the Bills were going 16-1. and James is taking it a step further. He's pretty much saying the Bills are going to lose their first game in a season, and then they're not going to lose again for the rest of 2022. Um, and, and, and the Jaguars making the playoffs. I just, I know these are bold, and that's what we asked for it, Joe, but I just don't see I, Jacksonville Jaguars making the playoffs, man. That's just. I don't know, man. It's almost too much for me to be able to to handle. This I is think bold.
2: It, it, I think it's really dependent on how how much you view Trevor Lawrence and then Josh Allen, the defensive side of the ball. Like they have, man, like how really terrible good,
1: you think Urban Meyer was as head coach? Like, yeah, here,
2: exactly. And that that could be part of it. They are in kind of a, a not a great division by any stretch. Of, like the, the, like the, the Colts are in transition. I mean, who believes in Matt Ryan? The, the Texans are going to be lousy. Um, the Titans are kind of in transition to, I don't see them making the playoffs, but I could see them winning like six games or something like that. Six or seven. You know
1: what Uh, I mean? There was one party that of of your take, I don't agree with, which we'll get to in in another tweet. Um, yeah. And look, Joe and I both do not think the bills are going to go 16 and one and only lose the first week to the Rams. And then what would they run off that 16 in a row during the season and three or four if you count the Super Bowl after no. Anyway. All right. Let's continue here. KCB at KC underscore underscore booze says, with all the pressure, the Bills dropped the first two games of the season, then rattle off seven or eight games in a row, losing one more and finishing 14 and three. 14 and three is bold any way you look at it, as good as this team is, Vegas favorite or not. um, I mean, yeah, not a lot to add to this tweet. It sounds feasible, at least. Yeah.
2: First two games. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, that's that's kind of bold, but whatever. Well, it,
1: it is. Well, it is, but it, it is not in a way because look, man, Tennessee's the Bills have not played well against Tennessee the last two years now. And Derek Henry has gotten the better of Buffalo and Tannehill has played much better against Buffalo than he has a lot of other teams. So it's not out of the realm of possibility for the Bills to, to lose their first two games. Rattle off seven sure. or eight in a row. Again, tough. 14 and three. I like it. That's what we asked for. Bold tweet. That's bold. Uh, Moving on. John Oldenburg at John Oldenburg says the Bills beat the 49ers for the Super Bowl. Both Green Bay and Kansas City don't make the playoffs. We already talked about Kansas City last week. This guy's got Green Bay missing the playoffs and he's got the 49 ers The Bills beating the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Is this Chris Berman like circa 20 (laughs) years ago or something, man? Look, I mean, San Francisco was good last year, but uh Trey Trey Vance Lance is probably their quarterback this year. It's gonna be his first year as a starter. The NFC, I will say this, unlike the AFC, which is just loaded, the NFC's not. So I, 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 mean, I could
2: definitely I could see if Sam Fran maybe making I mean, look, they were one they made it to the 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 title game, what two out of three three years or whatever, mm-hmm. like the AFC, the NFC championship. I don't see Green Bay or Kansas City not making the playoffs. Like, come on, like. Stop with the we had well, the Chiefs we, thing on the last. We talked the last about the Chiefs thing.
1: last week. We disagree. Yeah, well, Green Bay.
2: We Yeah, you think it's it's a possibility. I don't. I think I think that's bullshit. I'm, for both of these, Green Bay and Kansas City missing the playoffs. I don't. I, I I'll be walking on I'll be walking on water uh, if that happens.
1: I think Green Bay's got a far better chance of winning the top seed again in the NFC before the playoffs, and then ultimately losing in the playoffs because that seems to be what they do. Aaron Rodgers is a regular season God, and then he's sure. pretty pedestrian in the playoffs. I mean, he does have a Super Bowl and you can't take that away from him, but you know, over the course of his career, it's kind of in the trend, at least uh over the last handful of years not playing as well in sure. the playoffs. Yeah, I don't see Green Bay uh, not making the playoffs. I don't see the Chiefs not making the playoffs either, but I, do, I don't think that's outlandish. 49ers in the Super Bowl, though. Hmm. all right, at or David at super underscore nerd, zero zero. Bills break the 2007 Patriots point differential record of 315 for math purposes, Joe. That means the bills would have to average over 17 games, an average victory margin of 18.6 per game. And that's if they go undefeated, they lose a game. Obviously they would have to increase that. That is a, that's, I know people love the Bills, man. I get it, but man, that's a that's yeah, a that's their,
2: that's their schedule is too tough. I mean, the Patriots of '07, like I, that was the year that the AFC East was horrible. Like the Bills finished in second place with a seven and nine record. I remember mm-hmm. this, and like the 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 Dolphins and Jets were like two wins each, maybe one win. So I mean, a lot of it is scheduling, and I, and I do think the Bills' schedule is a lot tougher than it's been. In a while, like you know, they play a lot, so I don't, I don't think the three fifteen. No, unre- I mean, unre- what was it? What what no. was their point differential last year? Do you remember?
1: I don't, I don't have, I don't have. A,
2: I think it was uh, really high, but like because they they blew out a lot of crappy teams and they
1: yeah and their they, their they, losses, won, they they
2: barely lost they,
1: yeah. they lost they were like they didn't win a game last year by one score every one score game the Bills lost last year which was a big problem. Um, yeah. Before I go to the next tweet, let me ask you this because and again, bold tweet we asked for it. We certainly got it. That is pretty damn bold. Not impossible because this team is loaded. But uh, do you worry a little bit before we get to more tweets here? The Bills being as favorite as they are. Like you find me a a media outlet. I don't care if it's ESPN, Sporty News, Sports Illustrated, Fox Sports, whatever it may be. Find me a media outlet and I'm going to find you a power rankings that has the Bills number one. The Bills are literally number one everywhere. The Bills are favored to win the Super Bowl right now in Vegas, the betting favorites. Um, Do you worry a little bit about this team being ranked that high and put on a pedestal right now when at the end of the day, this is a team that got beat convincingly two years ago in the AFC Championship? And then last year, of course, they should have won and if they probably would have been Cincinnati and went to the Super Bowl, but they didn't win. They lost in a divisional round. Seems to be a very lofty, uh, a bar about the bar is like insanely high for this football team right now. Does that concern you a little bit about a team that, for me, I've always enjoyed being the hunters more than the hunted?
2: I would say there's maybe a concern about like I don't think there's a concern that they're too cocky or anything like that. Like they they're too overconfident because everyone's picking them to be great. Right. I mean they they I think that's we last year heading into the season they were they were picked by. as many as now but they were picked to go pretty damn far you know because they were one game away from the super bowl in 2020 um i do worry about the pressure getting to them because now it's like i don't even know what the realistic expectations are in terms of what what makes a failure of a season like if you lose in the division around that feels like a failure of a season if you lose in the afc championship game that kind of feels like a failure. Of it season. is. It's not kind and of. It is. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. If you exactly. don't go to the Super like,
1: Bowl was, this year, is a failure to me. No question and about that, it.
2: And that can maybe worry me a little bit that they'll put too much pressure on themselves, maybe. Um, because look, I I, I, can't, I I said this in the last the last podcast we did that they still went eleven and six last year. They were seven and six at one point where they had like a lot of losses, like against teams that were like, and you know, they got crushed by the Colts. They lost to Jacksonville, like the moment did seem at times to be a little bit too big for them where like they were, maybe they were just kind of going through the motions a little bit.
1: Too big uh, for the coaches for sure. I, there's no yeah, question about it. The too
2: coaches, but like there is a lot, there is definitely, man, this is the most pressure I think a team has had since probably 91, like for the bills. I'm just saying by the bill standards where like, after Norwood missed that kick, like everyone was like, they got to get back. They had sure, to get yeah, back. Yep, yep. And then once they started getting crushed, it was kind of, it kind of changed a little bit where you were kind of like, I don't know what the hell was going to happen. Like it w- it wasn't as much pressure because like I think people at that and when we were younger, it was not expected that – we kept thinking that it was going to end sooner rather than later. And it didn't because they went back three and four. But like that 90 – I remember 91 was like they need to go back because of how they lost. And I feel like that could be the, the case here. Whereas, like you know, that thirteen seconds is like they gotta go back and go further than that. They have but, to. Um,
1: any yeah, they have to. Failure. You're 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 yeah. the favorites. You talk about a process, growing, developing. Josh Allen is what he is now. Many think he is the best quarterback in the NFL, and outside of Buffalo, it used to be just Buffalo. Now there's a lot of people parried around the league who say that Josh Allen is as good as Mahomes or or anybody or better. And there's nowhere to go right now. Besides getting to the Super Bowl, where it's not a failure, you look at the, and and again, the process, the years, you look at a team like the Bengals last year, 4-15 and won the year before, man. Joey Burrow's first full season in the league, and they very well, not only did they get to the Super Bowl, they probably should have won the Super Bowl they
2: almost, yeah. last
1: year. So yeah, I do worry about pressure. The way I see things playing out is to our point that we've been discussing, the schedule's really hard early on. I could see the Bills struggling a little bit early on. Like maybe they're only three and three after six games or four and two or whatever, maybe even three and two and four or something like that, or two and three. I could see the media shitting on them, calling them overrated, this and that. And then I think they get to that buy. And I think they really step, you know, they start to put their foot on the gas. And the good news is I think they'll be playing their best football uh, when it matters most. But anyway, I just want to know your thoughts on that because there is a lot of pressure back to our tweets here because I said, I thought you were wrong about one thing. Uh, Michael Rickmuth says the Colts get the one seed in the conference because of their division, and they also play the NFC East. I don't agree. I think the Colts are a good team. I think Matt Ryan is a big upgrade over Carson Wentz. I think the Colts got a great offensive uh, line. I think, I think Jonathan Taylor is as good as any running back in the NFL, and they got enough good pieces, and they're playing in a weak division. To Michael's I'm not, point, I'm and they're not. playing a soft schedule. Maybe. I Okay, yeah. One more the, thing, too. I don't think the Colts... Go One ahead. more thing, too. Last last year, and it could be the same kind of situation, because I think this is where you would go with it, too. The Titans were the number one seed in the AFC, but ain't no one in the world thought the Titans were the best team in the yeah. AFC. You know how loaded the AFC West is. The Bills got a tough schedule. Colts don't. I could see the Colts. I could see this tweet having some merit.
2: I could see them winning their division, Uh Definitely not a number one seed. I am not. I don't think Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan's toast. I think he's been toast for the last couple of years. Yeah, he's going to a better team than he he was on with the Falcons. But I I think he's toast. I okay. really do.
1: Right. But let, but let, they
2: could win because of their division. Yes, but
1: not. I once. I think they're going to win because of their division. I think they'll be in. I I think they're one of those teams that'll have a better record than they are. That said. They put a beating on the bills last year and they're not a good, the bills are not a good matchup for them because of the way they're physical at the line of scrimmage. And Jonathan Taylor's just a fucking beast, man. All right, David Joseph at Canisius 85. He says jets nine and eight in third place fish four and 13 in last. All right, man, this is where I get to the point and we didn't really talk about it much last week. And I think a couple are going to come up about Miami right now. I I feel like this is Bills fandom hating on their enemy. I don't know where you come up with a team, Miami, that almost made the playoffs last year, a team that won, I think, seven of their last eight games last year, who added Tyreek Hill, who added a lot of talent to their team this year. Four and 13, is that bold or is that just, yo, I'm a Bills fan and I really fucking hate Miami right now? Because that's how I feel. I feel like it's the latter. How do you, how do you have Miami going four and 13?
2: You know, we're, like, I think into this two-part series, we're, like, probably an hour and change into it. And I have not, I have not talked shit about anyone yet. I'm going to talk shit now. Nate Geary, this is all Nate Geary's fault. He has gone, like, <laughs> balls to the wall yelling every day about the Dolphins. And, his, and his, his followers have followed suit with just this disdain towards Miami. Like, every day, like, Miami's the worst team in the history of the world. Two was terrible fuck like every day it's just like a ridiculous I, I i can't i can't go far on bill's twitter without seeing nate geary angry at dolphins fans, and then everyone rolls into that and there's the a part of me that's kind of like first of all i don't think they're that terrible like you know and like i sorry that i kind of remember when josh allen wasn't very good his first two years and yes maybe and that and i bet you if you put his stats against jewish stats, they're probably the same for those two like those those first like whatever 20 or so starts but and then like everyone's like ah he's terrible fuck him he's going to hell like and i, I come i sometimes wonder like you know the bills are like they're supposed to be this upper echelon team right now where it's like why why are people just constantly just taking dumps on the dolphins like sh- shouldn't we be like looking at their things like like I just remember, like during the draw, like did the Patriots fans really make fun of the Bills fans and coming into anyone's tweets and being like, "Oh, you guys are losers." I don't think the Patriots gave a shit. Their fans cared about us. They cared about the Colts. They cared about like you know the Steelers teams that they were going against and they were gonna like get in their head and talk about. And instead, I feel like we're just we're just dumping on really on teams that we feel are inferior. Instead of we should be we should be starting wars with the Chiefs fans, starting wars with like the the Ravens fans like those th- those are the type of fans we need to go to war with like I agree it's tradition because
1: my... it's Miami I mean the, the ah, fans... no
2: no 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 those fans don't talk to me about Miami Bills tradition like those that's that's if you're thirty and under you don't get that tradition come on sorry well, we don't are mean,
1: th- like, we're over thirty so so we do no get under
2: it. thirty well like thirty five maybe like you'd have to be in the I, I, the Miami Bills rivalry has been dead for like twenty years Man. I think I think it's just it has been dude come on no one. You and me, like, remember it, but like, if you're if you're Nate Geary's age, you don't fucking remember Marino we, versus Kelly. Regardless. But I, I,
1: Regardless,
2: Regardless it. it's all Nick It's all Nick fault. We, that's why people. That's why people hate right. Miami and they cannot shut up about like taking right. a dump on them. all Bills. The time.
1: Bills fans hate Miami because of 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 a good of friend. Nick Geary. Geary.
2: Sal Capaccio, and Jeremy. White, people hate the Patriots because of them too? Because they they obsess over shitting on their fans right. and, the, and and, the, and, it's, and, it's and,
1: and there's some fans. who I just, kid about that one, but anyway, there's some so fans who just hate them because they're in our division. But anyway, my point that I was making there was, um. I, I'll say this too, before I get to the next tweet. I'll go back to the the one from David. The Jets nine and eight, and thir- if I'm a New York Jets fan, my goal for the season, like the Bills right now, we just talked about it. It's Super Bowl or bust, as far as I'm concerned. You don't get to the Super Bowl this season's a, a failure to me. If I'm a New York Jets fan, nine and eight, that's my goal. If I have a winning seat, if I have a nine and eight record and a winning season this year, I think that's a good year for the New York Jets. Miami four and thirteen. My point was this: that's just ridiculous. All right. They're, they're, so many bad things would have to happen for them to go to 413. I almost feel like that's not even a bold take. That's just a Bills fan hating on Miami. Let me continue, by the way. Um, moff 43, MAF 4359. Here's his tweet. Tua gets benched second half of the season. Zach Wilson takes next step. Jets extremely competitive. No periods here. <laughs> Our boy MAF. Uh Mac Jones takes a step back due to lack of coaching. OJ Howard is a red zone stud. Ed Oliver gets biggest benefit of having Von Miller around. A lot to unpack here. I agree about Ed Oliver, by the way. We saw Aaron Donalds, well, he already was the best defensive tackle in the NFL, but Von Miller's arrival in the Rams really helped him as well. Um, we, we talked a little bit about OJ Howard last week. Red Zone stud might be pushing a little more, but again, I don't compare him to Knox or great tight ends. I compare him to Tommy Sweeney, who was the Bills' second tight end last year. So that's a big upgrade. Uh, we might talk about Mac Jones a little bit. Zach Wilson, if the Jets, we just said, or I at least said, their goal should be to be a 500 team this year, that's pending on Zach Wilson, because I think the Jets got a lot of good young talent, but Zach Wilson needs to be better. So again, bench in the second half of the season. It just, you know, this tweet aside and this podcast episode aside, this whole off season, it just blows my mind how much Bills fans think Tua stinks. And I'm not there yet. I'm not impressed with him, but I'm not. If I'm a Dolphins fan, I'm not ready to give up on him. And he's got weapons galore now. Jalen Waddle, Jalen Waddle, Mike Gusecki, uh, Tyreek Hill. He's got good running backs. I'll chase Edmonds who can catch the ball. There's a lot of weapons for Tua. This whole and, and plus, yeah. partly, and, and not to mention a uh, head coach, Mike McDaniel, now who's offensive minded as opposed to Brian Flores. I'm I hate to say it, you know. Sorry, Bills fans, but I think Chua is much better than a lot of you guys think he is.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I think there's reasons as to why Chua has at times struggled. They've gone through different offensive coordinators. They've had different like schemes, but they they doing everything they can to get him a lot of weapons, and like these are some key weapons for him, you know. And I and I for me, and I think I can't get past the fact that. Tua isn't, like, a guy who, like, was, I don't know, how could I say this? Like, he came in, like, like out of nowhere. Like, a little bit like Josh Allen kind of did. Like, Josh Allen kind of came out of nowhere when he got drafted high. Like, no one really had him, I think, being a high pick, like, before the college football season started. Then he kind of progressed, tools, all that sort of stuff. Tua's a guy who, like, I felt was, like, in college, it was, like, a two-year span of everyone knew he was going in the top ten. And it was, like, the suck for Tua, like,
1: yeah, teams teams was, like, there was there was tanking built. for him. Teams were talking about tanking.
2: Yeah, and then like were. he got yeah, and then he he got injured and like had a really bad injury. And I think his first year they kind of kept going back to with fits in him and and et cetera. But like they put a lot of weapons with him. I just don't think he's as I, yeah. I don't think he's as garbage as like as as you as your boy Nate Geary wants to indicate. It's unfair to call him garbage control. now.
1: That's my whole point, and I, yeah. I know you agree with this too. It's not fair to say that he's garbage yet. He deserves this year. If he doesn't improve, if he don't look much better this year with these weapons and a new head coach and more talent around him, then you got a problem if you're Miami. And then you better go out and you better get yourself a guy because you're surrounding a bunch sure. of weapons around a quarterback who can't get it done. All bills all day to the point, says Teddy Bridgewater, starting by week six. Again, saying that to a – we'll get bench. I will say this. So I shouldn't shit on these tweets because let's – they not you and you love Tua not Josh Allen. Miami's not married. Mike McDaniel's not married to Tua. So for whatever reason, he does play like shit early on. They do got a veteran like Teddy Bridgewater. This isn't an insane tweet. You know what I'm saying? I don't buy it. I don't think it happens, but I don't think this is insane either. You know what I'm saying? It's They're not married. I, I'm higher on Tua than a lot of Bills fans are certainly, but they're not married to him either. It's not like He's not Josh Allen. He's not going to get three, four years, whether he's great or whether he stinks. You know what I'm saying?
2: If I don't think they're going to bench him because I think if the if the coach was like in his third year and make it or break it kind of year, then yeah, if he struggled, I could see him being benched. But this being, my apologies, I forgot the coach's name, but like
3: Mike, it, McDaniel. It being his,
2: Mike McDaniel, thank you. Uh, it being his first season. I think he's going to ride Tua into the ground, and at the end of this season, and be like, "All right, fuck it." If he's I terrible, agree. I, I, week six, that's it. Yeah. Sort
1: of. Now, uh, to be fair, he didn't say to all Bills all day. Didn't say Tua was going to get benched. He sure. said Bridgewater starting. I mean, that could mean injury, and Tua has been injury prone. So, right. if you look at the tweet from that aspect, it's not that outlandish. But anyway, I'm going to take a real quick break. I'm going to come back, and on the other side, we got plenty more of your Buffalo Bills and NFL hot takes to get to. Be right back. All right. I am back with Joe at Buffalo wins on Twitter. Let's continue with get some more of these tweets in here before we get out of here. Bill S says, uh, at crazy bill on Twitter, Patriots finished last in the AFC. They're going to intentionally tank. I included this tweet because I mean, we've already talked about the Patriots finishing last. I, I said that literally the my tweet to kick this whole exercise off was, I think the Patriots are going to finish last. You don't agree with that, which is fine because again, it's, it's not likely to happen. I just think it could. Well, I don't agree with all they're going to intentionally tank. I mean, there's a difference, again, between having a bold prediction and just being flat out wrong. This is just wrong. The Patriots ain't going to take. what? Why would they take? They got a head coach who's near the end of his career and Bill Belichick. He's not going to spend a season tanking. They don't have a lot of good young players. They're quarterbacks only in year two, Matt Jones. So what are they going to take for what? I don't get that at all. There's, there's no reason. Yeah, I think yeah, they might yeah, like, I don't I don't see them tanking. I could see some teams, like I did to an extent the Jaguars, some of these other teams over the last few years have tanked to some extent. The Lions, the Pagers ain't gonna tank. That's 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 ridiculous, man.
2: No, that's not happening. Sorry. Yeah. If they didn't yeah. have a quarterback, like a, a high, high draft pick, then maybe right. You
1: know, right. Better, like, yeah. If Teddy Bridgewater was their quarterback this year, I'd be like, all right, yeah, they're gonna take. You know what I'm saying? if Casey Keenan was their quarterback this year, I would say they're gonna take. All right, Connor Manley, at Connor Manley, 202 each week. This is interesting. Bills. Cody Ford gets fixed slash re-enters the lineup. NFL, the Jets go 500, 8 and 9. We've already discussed the Jets a couple times. Cody Ford, not going to start because they got Roger Stafford and they got Rick Bates, Ryan Bates. Um, Some people don't think he's going to make the roster. Raise your hand, me, <laughs> as of right now anyway. But you, you do bring in a new uh, O-line coach with Krober. Maybe he could do something with Cody Ford. I like that. This is a it's a nice bold prediction. He re-enters the line. Yeah. Hey. It's, po- it's possible, it's it's possible. Like, look, I I I'm not one thing
2: you and I like we were talking about this off air a, a week ago during one of our million arguments, but like <laughs> I am not I am not sold on the Bills offensive line. And I and I think they still to this day do not know what the hell they have and I, I do i could see cody ford doing this because i do like aaron cromer he knows how to coach offensive linemen we saw him in buffalo he made he made john miller look pretty damn good when john miller was nothing and then he became nothing after he left he did he did pretty well with that offensive line from uh like the rex ryan days basically like, and i could see i could see him maybe doing something with with ford it'd be uh, nice overall, yeah it'd be nice but overall i think this, I would love if I was not lazy. Uh, I would look into, like, how many line combinations the Bills have had since 2019. It has to be in the 20s at this point. They have cut guys that they've re-signed, like Quentin Spain. They've, like, benched guys. They've, like, traded. They've done so many different line combos. Like, last year, you know, I know they hit lightning in a bottle, and I use that term loosely over the last month of the season when they, like, threw Ryan Bates in and – I forgot I don't even know what combination they use. It worked. Like I'll I'll give them credit for that. But it's such a small body of work where you forget, like the first twelve weeks of the season, you and I, when we were on this podcast, we were complaining that the offensive line was terrible and Josh Allen was running for his life and he was almost gonna die. And then like, you know, they 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 found a different turn they found some different personnel. I don't know. Like I'm I'm skeptical about that. So I could totally see Cody Ford coming in. And, like, taking over for Ryan Bates, maybe. Like, I don't know what happens. Again, no one thought Quentin Spain was going to get cut after three games in 2020. You know what I mean? And, and like, no one thought Cody Ford was going to lose his job to John Feliciano. Like, I, I guess the bottom line is this. Like, you never know what is up with the Bills' offensive line. And anything could freaking happen. I don't think anyone at the start of 2021 had this, the line combination being what it was when it ended.
1: I agree so, with, I, I agree with that. I don't think he's yeah. going to start the year. I don't think he's got any real uh, short of injury. I don't think he's going to start the year as a starter because Roger Stafford is starting that left guard and they did not match a, a big offer from Minnesota for Bates for Bates to not start. So, but who knows? Again, injuries happen, inconsistent play to your point. Um, it was a injuries were a problem last year. I mean, Feliciano, Heitbacher, um, Spencer Brown had COVID, Deion Dawkins had COVID twice. So I mean, he should, he will get an opportunity at some point. I guess the point in the tweet is the most important part is forget about him entering the lineup, whether it's a starter or backup. It's him getting fixed. If if Cromer can fix him, that would be a a big win for the Bills. All right, uh, let's keep this going here, just in case. Jay um, at Jameson Cole says McKenzie has seven touchdowns this year between the air and the ground. I looked it up. Isaiah McKenzie has ten total touchdowns during his Bills career parts of four seasons combined. Ten. Seven is a very uh that's a very ambitious number for a guy who I don't see a, a big time path to him getting a lot of uh playing it time.
2: depends. I mean when he get, when he's on the field he's good. I mean he was great in that that Patriots game if he's on the field. I, I mean I think that's doable. Yeah, if he's on the field
1: I think he'll and again some, he'll have some weeks where he's gonna get he'll be uh, in the game plan. And I think it's going to be weeks where he's not though.
2: Maybe. I think overall the bills wide receiving core, it's very interesting because there's a lot of youth. There's a little bit of youth there. And I think there's a little bit of like, you know, you know, it's going to be Gabe Davis. You know, it's going to be Diggs and Crowder is in there. But then like, if they do a lot of four or five wide receiver sets, which they could do, you know, they've done it in the past, or maybe they do. Touch, they have a lot of options. One of those guys could take off who you like, you don't know, because again, they 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 got rid of Cole they got rid of Emmanuel Sanders and they only brought in really one veteran into that fold and the rest are all kind of young guys so let me say possible. this I, I like Isaiah I, I'm not gonna lie I think when even he, he impressed me in that Patriots game but again you need a bigger body of work probably before you start saying he's gonna get seven touchdowns in a let, a
1: let me say this but, let's go back to our first uh, episode our episode last week I don't remember who it was was somebody said Jameson Crowder could be a surprise cut. I'm not saying he will be a surprise cut, but I would not be floored if Isaiah McKenzie ended up being a surprise cut because you got your two receivers. You got Jamison Crowder. You got uh, Shakir the rookie. Those four are locked in. Trust me. Those guys are locked in unless injury happens. Of course, Kummerow might make this team on special teams. He's a good special teams player. I think it could come down Isaiah McKenzie versus Marquez Stevenson. Now Stevenson would be the more likely guy to get cut. Stevenson has a, you know, they both have special teams value. And Cromero has a lot of special teams value. I'm not saying McKenzie's going to get cut. So I don't want that to be twisted. I'm just saying, if you want to, if you were to put me on a spot, it's just fresh in my mind right now where you said, name me a player or veteran that would be like, oh, this guy got cut. I would say Isaiah McKenzie's on my list. That's that's just throwing it out there, man. Anyway, that's
2: let's- that's. That's yeah. possible. I mean, if you wanted me to predict, like, what veteran surprise cut, yeah, it's possible for Isaiah McKenzie, you know, yeah. in terms of that. Or or Zach Moss. I guess that's the other guy maybe gets cut. Sure. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Zach Moss, they, definitely. They, got, they have four running backs in that room right now. Yeah, if so. Duke
1: Johnson beats him out, I can totally see it happening. Um, CNY's favorite tweeter, at Fracking Oh, it's
2: Fracking Sabres. He's a good guy. I like him. Yeah, Frack, he's good a
1: good dude, man. Twitter guy. Yeah, Second I like one, him. Actually. Here's, Here's his take. Guy. He says, Tyler Bass going to break his own point record with 160 points this season. Again, me being the math genius that I am, I, I did the oh, math. Yeah. And uh, for Bass to break his own record, he would have to average 9.41 points per game. And again, we got well, he did it last year in 17 games as well. I was going to say most of these records that we talk about, it does matter that this team has an extra game now. Not this record, because he said it just last year. But 9.4 points per game. The only reason why I think he might not make that is because I don't know that the Bills are going to settle for all that many field goals. Let's just say he gets one field goal a game. That's three points. You know, they're going to score a couple touchdowns a game. He'd have to average two field goals and three touchdowns a game at least to get to 9.4 points. That, that's a lot. I don't think I'm going to not- say. good.
2: Yeah, I don't think he will because I, I'm going back. I'm going back to this. I think there's going to be a lot more shootouts this year. And when you're in shootouts, you're not kicking field goals. You're going for for touchdowns, yep. et cetera. Yep. So I'm going to say no,
1: no. All right, I agree. All right, Bills, Jermaine Edmonds will prove everyone right. wrong. NFL Chiefs will miss the playoffs, all right? I'm going to, Matt Henry, by the way, at Matt Henry 92 put this out there. Again, I really, there's nothing to discuss here. We've already talked about the Chiefs. And Jermaine Edmonds, to me, is not bold one way or the other. Because, again, half the people already think he's great. And the other half the people think he's going to be overrated uh, no matter what he does. So let's move on. Interesting tweet, though. He'll prove everyone wrong. He'll prove half the people wrong, one way or the other, for sure. Uh, Chris and Parts, at knees Ma. Groot, 10 or more sacks. I think I got another one here, too. We're going to continue that going. Giant L. He's at, at, not, Amish Liam. Um, the NFL Giants win a playoff game. Come on, man. And then the Bills, continuing with Groot. Groot will have over 12 sacks. So um, EM says that Groot's going to have 12. And Chris parts says he's going to have 10, um, grew at five last year, by the way, I looked it up. Um, only bills, the only bills, someone else, and I don't even have it up there. Someone also said he was going to have 14 sacks. The only <coughs> bills in the history of the franchise that have had more than 14 sacks, Bruce Smith, 19 in 19, 1990, uh, Bryce pop 17 and a half in 95 Bruce with 15 and 86 and Mario Addison with 14 and a half in 2014. You're talking exclusive company. I think Groot is going to be better in year two, especially with Hughes and Addison both gone. And Vaughn Miller maybe not playing all that much early in the season. But double-digit sacks is, is a lot to ask for. 12 sacks, definitely for sure. It's bold. I'll give these guys that. It's a bold one. How accurate? When was, realistic? I don't know. What do you think?
2: When was the last time a Bills player had over 10 sacks? Uh, I'll answer that for you. I'll Am yeah. I right? I, I'm going to guess because I just thought of this question. R- R- Lorenzo Alexander in like Rex's last year was that the last time someone had over ten sacks?
1: Uh you know what? I What'd don't know. I I don't I don't have it in front of me, so I can't tell you what defensive ends. I could tell you the last time, but it, it's related to another tweet. It's Kyle Williams and, and I'll talk about that. He had ten and a half in back in 2013, and Marcel uh, well, Darius had ten. Yeah, the, in yeah. Mario
2: Williams definitely had. In 2014, everyone had over 10 sacks almost. But like the last time, Lorenzo Alexander was the last Bills player I can remember who had. I think I think he had 10 sacks. Right. With Rex in his last year.
1: But it Groot, has been Groot in year. A two, while. That, it's a lot for Groot. I mean, that's a lot you know, to ask.
2: I, I don't. I don't. I think. I think there's a lot of people. I hate saying a lot of people because it sounds. I hate
1: exaggerating or throwing a
2: generic statement. But this ain't fucking nineteen This ain't 1995, man. When like. People were getting a lot of sacks and all this sort of stuff. Like, I don't, they would be lucky. There's no one, I will say, there is not going to be a guy who has over 10 sacks. It's just not going to happen. Sacks just don't happen as much. It's just, it's just a, it's a league that is designed to get the ball out pretty damn fast. You'd have to go against a really bad quarterback. I say a bad quarterback, a guy who takes a lot of sacks. Like maybe Tannehill takes a lot of sacks. Tua takes sacks. So maybe like that's like how you can, you can kind of finagle it. But like, yeah, I don't. I can't. I can't see. I. I. I will. This is a semi bold prediction by me. There will not be a bill that has a more than ten sacks this year.
1: All right. I don't. Well, there's not. That, that's a coin flip. It could happen. It, it, it's Why could it? it happen? wouldn't be. It wouldn't be crazy to me one way or the other. I just don't think it's going to be Groot. I think if someone gets a ten sacks, I don't think it's going to be Groot. Um, what do you
2: think it's going to be?
1: Uh, who do you think I think it's going to be? <laughs> Tim Rudge. At Tim Rudge 90, uh his take is Rizzo will have more sacks than Von Miller in the regular season. And then he says NFL take the Eagles will win the NFC East. Relatively bold take. I, I also think the Philadelphia Eagles are gonna win the NFC East. Rizzo having more sacks than Von Miller in the regular season. On paper, that's certainly bold. For sure. I think. Yeah. Dude, you're talking about Von, you're not talking about Mario Addison. We're talking about Von Miller, right? And I get it. He's older. People. He's still running Miller.
2: Real quick, people have to understand, like, this defensive line, which hasn't, like I said, has not – I know they like, got some new blood in there.
1: Yeah, they a lot of a, new blood in there.
2: Uh, not a new blood, but they do a big rotation. It's almost impossible. Like, if you're playing 60% of the snaps a game, it's going to be very hard for you to get 10 sacks in a season.
1: I agree with right? that. Am I
2: wrong? Like, yeah, I, if you're not I agree enough,
1: with that. Is Sean McDermott, yeah, Is Sean McDermott going to finally change his philosophy? He's going to have to. You got Von, Von Miller's not going to play fifty, sixty percent. He might early in the season. Von Miller ain't playing fifty-five percent of the snaps late in the season. There's no freaking way that's happening.
2: That's going to be a big talking point on Mondays when, when, like, the, when media and people tweet out the snap count, which you can get a Pro Football Reference, and people see that if Von Miller is playing less than seventy percent of snaps, I think you're going to have an outcry on on Twitter if the Bills' defense is kind of struggling a little bit.
1: Agreed and Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver should be playing a lot more than 50-55% of the stats as well. All right, this might be a bot. Boogie at a bunch of shitload of numbers here. He says, this Boogie, 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 Boogie tweets, Boogie Basham leads the Bills in sacks. Alright, ne- ne- next please. <laughs> I, yo, There's AJ Epineso. Is AJ
2: going to be on this list too? I, I, I d- think
1: I think Boogie Basham. Lawson's
2: going to do it. I think
1: I think Boogie Basham will be the third defensive end, though. I will I will say that. Why are you
2: putting this? Von Miller sets the sack record. Oh, be- come on, dude. Because well, for, oh,
1: for the people listening who aren't on YouTube, Joe, let me read it. Don Talano um, at Don underscore Taliano. His bold prediction okay, is Von Don Miller sets the you. sack record. There's, yeah, that's, uh,
2: yeah. Sorry, Paisan, you're wrong on there. Okay. Yeah.
1: He's not, yeah, right. he's he's not he's, 23 sacks would be, uh, you need,
2: you need to like change your quality filter on Twitter with these replies there,
1: buddy. Well, well d- listen, these are fans I'm opinions, kidding. man. I'm bold joking. predictions, bold I'm predictions. Joking. Yeah. No. Bold
2: crack predictions. Go if ahead.
1: we yeah. said, if we said, give me realistic stuff. And you told me that I'd be like, you're crazy, but we asked for bold mm-hmm. shit. That's what we get. Frank.
2: You should have just asked me for bold takes. Okay, go at ahead. At
1: Frank uh, Lukovic. Good luck
2: pronouncing this. Okay, go ahead. Bills.
1: Von Miller gets five sacks or less. Um, Ooh. NFL. Lions make the playoffs. I'll repeat what I said last week. Um, Joe Yurden would be very happy to see the Detroit Lions make the playoffs, which, by the way, I think the Detroit Lions are going to be an improved football team. They might make a little bit of a push. Maybe. Uh, Von Miller getting five or less sacks. Um, I, I would say that's bold. I I wouldn't say it's outweighed. What would you
2: say? Let me ask you this. What's more realistic? He gets over 10 sacks or he gets five or less sacks?
1: I think he's going to get somewhere in the middle, closer to 10, though. I can see him getting okay. eight or nine sacks because I think he's not going to play that much. I think it's going to take him a little bit of time to get acclimated. And I think he's going to, a lot of teams are going to pay a lot more attention to him, which I think is going to open stuff up for other guys. Um, yeah, I, look, you're not going to get the Von Miller of 2018. But he's still a very, very good football player. And I watched a lot of Rams football last year. He's a difference maker. He is a difference maker. There's no question about it. But well, five sacks yeah. or less. Hey, it's bold. Give him that. Good job, Frank. Uh, Justin, hashtag go Habs go. Here we go again with this James. Cook. Well, people came up consistently with number with him. James Cook ends the year with 500 plus receiving yards. 500 receiving yards seems to be the number with fans in him. Singletary goes for 1,250 rushing <laughs> yards. Josh Allen throws for 50 touchdowns plus 5,500 plus passing yards. Hot, you know, it's just according to this guy, all right? Forget about James Cook because that would be part of Allen. According to uh, Justin here, that's 6,750 yards just between Josh's arm and Singletary's legs right there alone. That's really <laughs> ambitious, man.
2: That yeah, it seems a little intense.
1: Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> maybe
2: if the Bills added, like, if the Bills added Allen Robinson, maybe I could say, like, yeah, sure. Like the one thing, him.
1: the one thing uh, I think that you and I kind of differ with a little bit is 1250. I think is much, but I, I said this last week. I could see Devin Singletary if he stays healthy. I could see him running for a thousand yards this year. I could see him being a thousand yard running back. Right. Why do you think that? Because I think they're going to run the football effectively. I think they're going to run it not, not okay. necessarily more, but more well, effectively. Well, why do you think they're going to run it? I,
2: I, okay, look, maybe because you got look, more guys. Offense,
1: you gotta, you gotta have lighter boxes, man. You got good receivers. You got two good tight ends.
2: Look, but, but Pat, why couldn't you run it last year? You had good offensive weapons last year. What is do you think, Stafford or whatever the fuck his name is from Tennessee? Well, you said you said in, it
1: yourself. The offensive line was poorly played poorly last for a good, but the of offensive
2: line. Lo- but it wasn't. I don't know. I, I I think I thought the offensive line in the second half was better, and not the second half, but the last month of the season, better in pass protection. But I'm not. I'm not thinking they Oh, they opened up all these damn holes that we're gonna have a thousand yard rush. A thousand yards. Wanna,
1: I, by the way, a thousand yards over seventeen games is not really that many yards. Just saying, it's like yeah, sixty some yards this, a but, game. But they You're telling me 16, Devin Singletary can't average sixty some yards a game on the ground?
2: No, no, because yeah. I don't think this team is gonna. I am hoping they – I don't want them to rush the football. I want them to throw What do
1: you them want the them game? to do and what's going to happen aren't always one in the I'm
2: just saying, like, why do you think they're going to all of a sudden – do you think Ken Dorsey is all of a sudden going to be like, oh, man, we got to run the football. I do. Now I think Sean
1: McDermott wants them to run the football more. Yes, well, he's yes, an asshole for doing
2: that, yep. if that's the case.
1: At Roscoe – Roscoe Baum, at Roscoe Baum, Roscoe Davis. He's got a couple tweets here. Uh, Kyrie Lem, rookie of the year with five-plus interceptions. Uh, The Ravens are the only team from the North that make the playoffs. And he also says for only the second time in his career, Tom Brady does not make double digit starts. All right. So he's projected and bold predictions here. Tom Brady's going to get hurt. Um, He's basically saying that the Cincinnati Bengals are not going to make the playoffs because he's saying the Ravens are the only team from the North and Kyrie Elam, rookie of the year with five interceptions. I'll say this. I think Kyrie Elam is going to get an opportunity to be rookie of the year because I think he's going to start. And I think teams are going to go after him. So, how do I you get interceptions a, by going think, after guys
2: yeah i and and then you're in a shootout, too, like if you're in shootouts the the opposition's going to throw a lot more. Yeah. I can see that happening that's not a bad that's not bad because he's definitely going to be. You know, I mean, the the bill. It's not like the bills are going to only have four defensive backs on the field. They're going to have four or five because all these teams freaking pass all the time. Sure, sure. He'll get. He'll be on the field a lot. That's possible.
1: Yeah, I I mean, Tom Brady getting hurt is really big. Uh, that's a projection. I'm really careful. I'm not going to go there. I don't want to project people, uh, getting hurt. By the way, not pictured on the screen if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, but I saw a tweet that I had to add. It's from Ryan Ike. He said Dane Jackson outperforms Kyer. And holds the starting spot when Trey comes back. That's a pretty. I don't know how bold that is, but he is the incumbent. That's pretty interesting. I mean, a lot of people, some people like Dane Jackson, and maybe Elam doesn't start at all his rookie year. It's certainly possible. Anyway, I just thought that would be worth. I think. Uh, he,
2: I think. He, yeah, I think he's he's playing a lot. I don't think I, he, I, they didn't. They didn't I, just trap him to sit there and and hold. No, the but
1: I I could I could see Elam. Not being, you talk about some of these rookies not getting rushed in the lineup. If Trey White is back now, if Trey White's not back early in the year, then there's no no brainer, he's staying Jackson and Elam. But if, if Trey's back, I could see Elam being brought along. I could, solo. if Levi
2: Wallace was still there, I could see that maybe. But with him gone and then not really signing another cornerback, I think he's playing
1: at Luke the average. <laughs> Luke the average. I like that name. Luke Rapport, he tweets, not the sexiest bold take. But the Bills defense dials back that nickel defense from 90% of snaps in each of the last three years to just below 80%. Still a high number, but I think they took Bernard. He's talking about Terrell Bernard, uh, the linebacker to draft him in the third round. Much more of the Milano mold to add more versatility that allows uh, more base defense. Look, I don't want to pretend and get in the film study and stuff like that and schemes that I don't have any idea. I will say I put this tweet up there because it makes sense. Uh, It it, it could be a reason why they drafted a linebacker in the third round so they could play a little bit more base defense with a guy who's a better blitzer than AJ Klein was and who can cover better out of the backfield, but he's got more size than Teron Johnson, who's always on the field when they're in their standard nickel. I I mean, I really don't got much to add. I think it's a good tweet. It was interesting anyway. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think they're still going to have a lot more cornerbacks on the field than they are going to have linebackers.
1: And yeah. He,
2: I don't know. He, I don't know much about Bernard. I mean, I, you know, I don't pay too much attention to the draft, but I feel like he's there for special teams. And then if, if Tremaine Edmonds leaves next year, they try to put him in there.
1: Maybe. I, mean, I don't know. Well, we'll see. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. At least it gives him an option to maybe play a little bit of a bigger base defense as opposed to having to be in a nickel all the time. They had to do something to replace AJ Klein, too. Thomas Murphy at Murphy TV. Last couple here, by the way. Uh, Bills at Oliver, 10 plus sacks, who will lead the team. NFL, Texas win AFC South with a 9-8 and record. That might be as bold of a prediction as anything I've seen. If there's a team that's got, I don't want to say tank, but let's not be good this year so we can get the top quarterback next year in a quarterback heavy class, it's the Houston Texans. They got some young players, but this team stinks. Winning the division with a 9-8 and record, no shot. Ed Oliver, 10-plus sacks. I love Ed Oliver. I thought he became a stud last year. I think he's one of the best players on his football team. He might be the best player on this football team His name's not Josh Allen, by the way. But anyway, 10-plus sacks, his career high is only five. And I talked about this earlier. The only Bills defensive tackles to have 10 sacks or more in a season is Kyle Williams, 10-and-a-half back in 2013, and then Marcel Darius had 10 in 2014. I'll give Thomas credit. That's bold. At Oliver, ten sacks is bold without being ridiculous. The Texas is ridiculous, but at Oliver, I don't think that's ridiculous. Von Miller again. I think the Von Miller effect is going to help him. He's going to get a lot more single blocking. So
2: yeah, he will. I mean, I just don't know about this ten sacks, man. Like I said, like sacks just don't come. Up- don't come out as much as they used to. And especially if you're playing really good offenses. And I think they're playing really good offenses this year, but Hey, you know, if they get some pressures and great, you know, obviously that would be that they can lead to turnovers. But
1: the reason why I agree with you, only reason why I agree with you is I don't necessarily buy the sacks. Don't come lots of players around the league have 10 or more sacks where I agree with you is Sean McDermott's philosophy towards constantly rotating. I think, not getting enough snaps to get to double digit sacks is a bigger factor than anything else with the buffalo bills yeah it's- i mean and i
2: think and i think this is going to be the year where there will be more questions about that because i think there is a tier of guys we know i think like from 20 let's just say 18 to 2020 it was kind of this weird combination of you really they did that rotation but you weren't there wasn't a perfect person for you to stand for like, oh, man, they should be playing Shaq Lawson way more, t- made more snaps. Or Jordan Phillips way more. They, it, it kind of made sense for them to do kind of that whole, like, collection, whatever, defensive defensive lineman by committee. Now it's not because you have Von Miller there. You have you have Ed Oliver there. Like, those are guys who should play 70 to 80% of the snaps. I agree. Like, you and- can't. You can't make a case that they shouldn't be.
1: And, and, Rousseau, and Greg Rizzo, too. Same deal with him. He's yeah. a first round pick.
2: When you're drafting defensive linemen as high as they have been doing, you kind of are like, hey, why you, you you kind of pick your favorites a little bit with like, why isn't this guy playing more? It's one thing when you have like a guy like you have Starla Toule and you have like age, you know, other guys who kind of are just there. Like you're like, ah, like, are you gonna really pound the pavement for for like these guys to play. But when you have stars and guys who are high draft picks, that's when you start questioning, like, why is this guy not playing enough? Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how they do with this rotation now because there's I, more talent there, it feels like, than before.
1: There's more top-heavy talent now than before. So, yeah, I agree. I think one of the the points to, to look for this year is, I think, is Sean McDermott going to dial back a little bit this even rotation, keep everybody fresh and play your best players? More than 50 55 because he's got two or three guys he should. All right. Last few here. Um, John Smythe says um his bills take is Matt Hawk makes the roster. His NFL take is the Broncos miss the playoffs. Broncos missing the playoffs. I would call that a lukewarm hot take because again, they're really good. And they got Russ Wilson and they had a lot of talent, they just sucked at quarterback, so they're very much in the mix, but at the same token, loaded AFC, loaded AFC West. They could easily finish third or even fourth in their division and miss the playoffs. So I say that's lukewarm. Matt Hawk making the roster, I don't think this is quite as outlandish as everyone thinks. Look, Punt God, Matt Arazia was drafted in the sixth round. He is not a lock to make this team. And the reason why is the guy's got, he could kick the ball for miles, but he has to be able to hold. Holding is big. And we learned that last year. That's why they did not cut Matt Hawk because he's an excellent holder. Tyler Bass loves him. so. Um, the punt guy has to be able to learn how to hold the ball. And he's never had to in college because he also kicked the ball. So he's going to have to learn how to hold. And he's also struggled some with accuracy with punting. He kicks the shit out of the ball, but he out kicks his coverage. Anyway, my point is this. I mean, sp- Jesus Christ, I'm already spending too much time talking about a fucking punter. But Mad Hawk making the roster unlikely, but not that crazy to me.
2: The only thing I'll say about learning how to hold is this from my experience, not holding the football, but from watching the Bills, there are two guys that come to mind who ended up holding the football, who ended up doing holds like middle of their career when they never did it before. And I don't know if you'll remember this, but like Steve Tasker did the last three years of his career when Frank White used Frank White used to be the holder and then they had him do it and he was fine. Like I don't remember anything like he missed a snap. And then Chris Moore when Tasker left, Chris Moore came in, and he became the holder. I have no idea if those two guys did it at a different level, like college or anything like that, but they did not do it in the pros. Right. So I, well, I, I say that in a – maybe it's not that difficult for, for Punk God to figure out how to hold. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm not know i am not a holding expert Well, over here. He I'll must- say
1: this, Joe. It, it does matter in this organization. Corey Bohark has had great punting stats, but he couldn't hold for shit. And that's a bit. And this reason, he's bounced around three or four teams in the last two years because he's a lousy holder. Every team in the NFL wants their punter to be the holder because you don't carry three quarterbacks on game day. And you know what? If your backup quarterback plays and gets hurt, now you don't have a holder anymore. So makes sense. Anyway, again, too much time on a punter. Speaking of Buffalo uh, Bills recap, at Go Bills recap, the Bills set the record for fewest punts in a season. That's fun, fun tweet. Okay,
2: sure, why not? Hey, right. yeah, they like to go for it.
1: Two more. Uh, Bills, Josh Allen wins regular season MVP and Super Bowl MVP. NFL, there will be six new teams uh, that make the playoffs this year that weren't in it last year. Um. All right. Well, I mean, Josh Allen winning regular season MVP and, and Super Bowl MVP. That's nice. It's fun. By the way, this was from- That'd Ad be great. At Crypto Nasty 75, by the way, is the one who sent this tweet.
2: All right, crypto, thank you.
1: <laughs> it's a good tweet. Not much to add. Um, six new teams that make the playoffs. That's hard to envision. Well, who could it way. be? Who
2: could, let, let, let's let's just, let's just try this. We're we kind of did that, that
1: already last week. But yeah, right. well,
2: people may not not listen to it. So, but let's we did it do the NFC though. So the new teams could be. I'm gonna count this: the Browns, the Steelers, or not the Steelers. Sorry, the Browns, the Ravens. The Seahawks, or not the Seahawks, the the Broncos.
1: You're losing, and, it,
2: dude. <laughs> and, sorry, and the char. It's late, and the Chargers are like four teams in the and, and sure. the AFC. Chargers, who Broncos,
1: the... Ravens. Right off the bat, but those are three good teams that are expected to make the playoffs.
2: Who in the Who in the NFC could make the playoffs? Who didn't make it last year?
1: Saints, for sure.
2: Saints, really? I mean, yeah, Winston, I think the Saints. I yeah, I,
1: Saints, Saints are good. Saints got a lot of talent. Man, they got a good football team. Okay. Um, the Saints, for sure. Again, we laughed last year when you were thinking of so many teams that would end up being good. Uh, the Vikings, I think the Vikings could be pretty good. Um, sure, maybe. Well, Arizona actually did make the playoffs last last uh, season.
2: The NFC is kind of whack because I don't see like a team going like, oh my god, this team. There's no Seattle. Right. Or, excuse me. There's no Denver team there or a Cleveland team where it's like, oh yeah, this team's definitely going to shoot it up and 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 to and
1: get compete. this to get the six new teams like. Uh, like Crypto tweeted, four of them would have to probably come from the AFC. I could see that happening. Maybe two at the most or so uh, from the NFC. All right. Last tweet here is from Old Man Harris, at Old Man Harris 1. Bold. <laughs> I thought this was fun. That's why I saved it for last. Bold. Bills complete the first perfect season in modern NFL. Uh, sure. McDerm- McDermott dog. is coach of the year.
2: <laughs> coach of the decade. He should He should just be uh statue right there that you have statue of mcdermott
1: you're gonna give me a bold take to end this i'm gonna this isn't a bold take because i truly mean this all the stuff we've talked about between last week and this week with the bills all these good players and all these big numbers and all these victories all this stuff about all these players and if i'm concerned about one thing on this football team more than all else is Sean McDermott. And I know fans are like, what? I'm telling you now. He was the right guy to bring in, uh, a character guy, a culture guy. He got this team right. But I still am hung up last year on him blowing it in Kansas City. He is the reason why the Bills did not go to the Super Bowl flat out. And the Bills did not win a close game last year. They lost every one score game last year. Literally. Sean McDermott has a lot. Sean McDermott has more to prove to me than anybody in this on this football team. And he's on the field on Sundays or Mondays or Thursdays because they play every other fucking primetime game this this year. Sean McDermott has more to prove to me than anything else. If there's something that could derail the bills, minus injury. Because on paper, they don't have no holes. Minus injury. If if there's something that could derail the bills this year, besides pressure, like we talked about last or earlier, I'm Sean McDermott's got a lot to prove to me, man. Winning right Florida now games with coaching. Game sure, bit.
2: and I, I agree with that. If Sean McDermott didn't coach another game, he would be, to me, he would be Marty Schottenheimer, a guy who like can turn around a program, get yeah. you 10, 11 wins, but then some, for, whatever re- for whatever reason, he cannot get you to the next step. That, that's me being, if he stopped coaching today, yes, and like that's that's what he would be. He Agreed. would be Marty Schottenheimer. Um, I agree. But yeah, he's got a lot, he's got like, there's so much pressure, man, like on the Bills. Like there I, I didn't think there could be more pressure than last year going into the season when it was like you're going off the Chiefs game and like, you know, they ran it back and then this year is different because they've added they added Von Miller. Once they added Von Miller, it just took the it took the expectations up to like level ten. Yeah. You know, they went the, from being
1: they went from being slight favorites to significant favorites. And that's because yeah. of the offense in the playoffs. I mean, we saw an offense that was literally unstoppable, and we saw a quarterback that was literally unstoppable in the playoffs. Then you go and you add Von Miller. And you didn't really lose anybody of significance. You lose Harrison Phillips, Levi yeah. Wallace, and all due respect, so what? You know what I'm yeah, saying? No,
2: I agree. I do wonder what they're going to do with that defensive tackle like situation because now Phillips and, and Starr are gone. Like I don't even know who they're going to like.
1: Tim's, I, I, like I like guys and, they brought in. Tim Settle, I like Tim Sweat. I like Dequan Jones. I like what they've done at defensive tackle position. But yeah, to me, the the pressure is on Sean McDermott. He has to prove to me that he can game day coach in clutch situations, in big moments, and and, and do the right thing. And we haven't seen that yet, folks. I'm sorry, but that's true. But anyway, you're going to have the final take. You did it last week. Do it again this week. Let's end this podcast. Give me your bold prediction. What do you got?
2: Josh Allen will rush for more than 750 yards this year. And I will tell you why. And this is just completely – I'm pulling this out of my ass. But Ken Dorsey comes from the Carolina mold where he had Cam Newton back there. And what did Cam Newton do a lot of? He ran a lot. A lot of design runs. I feel that that's going to happen with Josh Allen. He's going to have over 750 yards rushing. That is my bold prediction.
1: I predict a lot of people hope you're wrong because that means he's going to get hit a lot more. But it makes sense. It makes sense. I'm not sure –
2: yeah, it'll be like two hundred yards more than what he's had, I think, in his career. I could be wrong over like each year, but maybe, uh, maybe I'll look. I'll Google it afterwards. I came off the top of my head. I'll be like, oh yeah, he had six fifty last year, and I'll be like, what the hell am I thinking? But I, I do think he's gonna set. He's gonna. He's. You know what? The hell with this. I'm gonna double down. He will lead the team in rushing this year.
1: Josh there Allen leads the team in rushing. All right, well then yes, I guess
2: Josh Allen's going to lead the team in rushing. There no. you go. Both I guess my, I guess my Devin the,
1: Singletary runs for a thousand yards ain't happening. So.
2: <laughs> nope, he's he, Devin Singletary's going to get cut. No, I'm just kidding. He's not. But uh, <laughs> that's my bold prediction. Josh Allen leads the team in rushing.
1: All right, I like it, man. Thank you everybody again for listening. Thank you everybody for watching. I'll be back Casual Friday. Joe Yerden. Talk to you guys soon. Take care.
3: Mother's Day is almost here.